podcast is just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind I swear these other podcasts is just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind Yeah and welcome back to another edition of the Change My Mind podcast. I won't change my mind because I don't have to because I'm an American. Yes, you are. And I'm on the uh, I'm Wesley Sykes on the other side of the ether. Mark that down. Nick is the photon to my spectrum. It's Mr. Nicholas J. Esquire, superhero to be named later for hire. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. Super, <laughs> superhero to be named later. Because in one way, I think it makes me think of, you know, player to be named later in a trade. Mm-hmm, but obviously mm-hmm. for this movie, it's a little bit more specific and kind of odd. I don't get it. I haven't really looked into the reasoning behind all that, but it was uh, odd. Still. Yeah, definitely odd, and we'll, we'll get to it, though. We'll dive into it, because I also didn't read into it, but we can hypothesize, uh, put our two brains together and see what we come come up with. But um, nevertheless, if you haven't already guessed, this week we'll be reviewing the Marvels. Yeah, we saw it. You know, we, we're, we're not a part of the second week drop-off here, which is mm. uh, something that we'll, we'll talk about in trending now, but this is the 43rd installment of the MCU st- uh, series starring Brie Larson, Iman Vellani, and... Tayana Paris. But before that, Nick, I have a question down here, but I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball, a little bit of an audible here. Mm. It's the, uh, you know, it's the Thanksgiving season. It's the holiday season. What are you most thankful for? Oh, shoot. What am but, I? But if, if I'm putting you on the spot here, we'll give you a, we'll give you a second question. Do you shake women's hands? So it's, it's a real either or. Uh, I can, I think I can answer both of those. Uh, I, first of all, with shake, shake woman's hand. Yes. I have many times I do. Um, Does it feel weird? Do you feel weird shaking a woman's hand? No, not even remotely in the slightest. No. Um, Sometimes I feel like, do you go in for like the friendly hug? I mean, it depends if I have that relationship with them, then yeah. I, I then, but even then I feel like I would go straight for the hug and then for if it's like a guy like you're meeting your friend's uh girlfriend fiance wife whatever for the first time then i would pr- hug 100%. yeah yeah i okay here's here's my follow-up question for you then do you let are you more let the other person decide on if it's a hug what kind of handshake it is whatever it is be it guy or girl or do you are you the um initiator I try to initiate because I can control the situation. It's less variables there. You know, I, I don't know if sometimes people go in for the handshake to the hug. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes that goes on. Sometimes you get a little, little dap. The dap can be done a couple of different ways. You know, so I, I don't know. I try to I try to dictate that. Handshaking, I think, is like a – I don't know if it's even that subtle, but like a pretty important thing when you're meeting people. I think it's a big first judge of character. 100%. So when yeah. you fumble it, it's it's memorable. So you want to make sure you do it right. Yes, absolutely. I, I I completely agree. Like you, you have to be like in most instances. I try to be the initiator with all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I think you know again, like to your to the question, the original question um, on the the second original question. I should say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I um, I, it depends. But yes, I, I I would. But like someone like you're talking about, like if I was meeting, you know. A, a business, a coworker, a coworker in maybe like a like a happy hour setting, maybe not like a work setting. It depends on like the that depends on 
like a Christmas, like a ho- you know, you're going to your your company uh, uh, holiday party, for example, uh, and it's at a bar. I probably just um, do a pie, you yeah. know, and then just like, hey, how's it going? Keep my distance or whatever. But I will say, like, I've been like to parties, like work parties, where like they, like a, a woman would like initiate the hug after we've talked for a while, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, like I just in that instance, like you just kind of go with the flow. But yeah, it very much depends like on the setting with that kind of stuff. Yeah, cause sometimes I, I feel like it's, I don't know, I feel like it's a little forced. Like, I feel like, like, I'll do the wave like you, like you said, sometimes, like, sometimes that works. But then I feel like it's almost like she's missing out because I'm giving the guy the handshake and she's just getting the wave. Yeah, well, that's, if you're you know? up close, then you got to make a decision. Yeah, I know, so, so it's yeah. tough. Yeah, if you haven't kept the distance or whatever, then yeah, then it, yeah, it's not a, it's not a, a simple thing. And honestly, too, I'm very inclined to do like with someone who I have like a relationship with, even in the workplace, if it's like, if like you're given a woman like a hug, then I'm inclined to do mm-hmm. like a bro hug with a guy. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, it's never it, like anything else. It's not simple ever. Um, as right, for it's like if you if you see your buddy, like like one of your college buddies who you haven't seen in a while, you're right. at a wedding, they bring a plus one for the first time, you give them a big hug, and sure. then you have like a very muted response to meeting, you know, the the plus one. You know, I, I also feel like that's off. Like you're giving you know this huge bear hug to your buddy, and then it's like, oh hey, what's up? You know, no. so like, I, I don't know, I don't know what the social protocol is in that instance you kind of got to give it like the i i I try and not match the energy yeah no probably match the energy yeah i feel like that's kind of you don't want to give her a huge right or or maybe maybe that's like that's cool i don't know no i mean like i give her like a i would say like you give like a you can't give like Like an ass out hug you can't give them like a padding hug no, I give like a like you're you're an important person to someone who's really important to me. So I'm like showing you love. Like that's okay. I guess All that's right. how I do it. I guess it's the best way. But again, it's like you're right. You can't. I mean, you can't like you can't go give him like this animalistic hug. Like if you're giving it to your buddy, like like you're like yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. hug me, brother. You can't do that. Like it's no. You're not picking her up um, off the ground. You know. No, yeah. that's insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as for what am I most thankful for? You know, mm. I'm I'm most right now. I'm most thankful for being done with my friggin' thank you cards from the wedding. I just finished oh, those tonight. Oh wow, that's good. That's good stuff. So that that's like a two month turnover. That that's that's a good response time. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Now you know that I had four weddings that I had to go to right after. Oh I got yeah, back also that yeah. One of the people, one of the weddings, lapped me on thank yous, so yeah. I was rattled. <laughs> oh, they already got one out. Yep, they were now they were the first one that oh. happened right after I got back, but still mm-hmm. they were like right like they got it out I feel like I got it a week ago. So a week prior that's, to that's me probably finished. a very anal couple, you know. That that feels like an anomaly. I'm I was I, I think that they did it before the wedding. I really oh. do it. Which is a thing that I saw when we were doing Actually, stuff. That's a good idea. I'll give them credit. That's a good idea. It is. I, I floated the idea with Lauren, but I'm like, no. Like I you know, honestly, it was just like we have so much going on before. I, I thought of it too mm-hmm. late. I'm not doing this. Like, no way. And honestly, I'm really happy because I think I did a better job after waiting after the fact. Well, yeah, you want to put some thought into it, you know, but you don't want to be so far removed that you forget what the gift was. You know, you want to personalize it. Mm-hmm. Then you inevitably, inevitably be like, you know, thank you so much for coming to our wedding. We appreciate your generous gift. And it's just kind of generic there. So uh, you, well, yeah. see, I, I will cop to I mostly just said thank you for your generous gift because most people mm-hmm. just most people just did money. Yeah, true. True. That's on my that's side. That's actually the, the best gift there there could be. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. On my, so I, I did that, but I put uh, the, the grateful, the, the, there's other stuff I put in there, but hmm. you'll see. But, um, 
but yeah, so I'm most right now I am most thankful for that being done because that's like the last wedding related thing I think that I have. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So you can put what a you? nail in. You can just be married now, right? Look That's that. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. I like that. Boy. I think most thankful, you know, obviously family, all that good stuff. You know, that has just been it's been an eventful year. But on a uh, more materialistic note, um, today I, I've been on vacation, or just got on vacation this week. Uh, so I was able to kind of do some yard work, so raking up leaves, uh, cleaning out the gutters, but more importantly, putting the icicles on the gutters. Uh, last year, if you remember uh, listening to the podcast at all, I had an ongoing uh, battle, maybe struggle, maybe war with the Christmas lights and figuring that out. So the first battle has already been won with the icicles. They work like a charm. We got the timer set up. I didn't fall off the ladder. So it's all, all good news. The next step will be um, outlining the roof, which will be maybe tomorrow, uh, maybe after Thanksgiving there. But, um, you know, the, half the battle's done and it was a breeze. So I, I feel good about that. I feel like I said this last year, but are you turning into Clark Griswold? Dude, I, we got a, the, the Amazon delivery driver was there when I was setting everything up for it. And he's like, oh, you're, you're getting their Clark Clark Griswold on. And I'm like, I, that was me last year. And I'm trying to avoid that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So I doubt you definitely said that last year. That's too funny. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be a good... Uh... I sympathize with that. It was a funny gag, like to, like on Christmas vacation. You know, it's it's a memorable gag. But then now that I watch it and been been through it, I just feel for the guy. It's 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 almost painful to watch. Have we done a uh, Christmas? Uh, have we done a Christmas vacation episode yet? Uh, we have not, but I think we should put that on the list. I think it would be something. I don't mm-hmm. know if there's. I mean, there's other vacation season. movies there that we could do. I don't know if we want to do an original versus sequel kind of thing, but uh, yeah, oh, we we could we could talk it out. But I think Christmas Vacation is definitely yeah. um, definitely yeah. on the on the realm there. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Cool. All right. That 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 is uh, you've scratched my itch. I uh... mm. well, you scratched my itch. You you answered both of my questions there too. We, and treading waters on shaking women's hands. You know, we're I feel like this is a good guy that people uh, can use in their life. Hopefully, so yeah, it's a conversation that needs to be had. It needed to be had. It was an important conversation. Thank mm-hmm. you for taking part in it. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Found this uh, on Disney Plus soon to be. What if season two trailer was uh, released uh, at some point last week here? Pretty yeah. interesting stuff. Over a nine-day period, I believe starting December 22nd, for some reason that date sticks out of my mind. They're going to be releasing one episode for the each of the nine days uh, through that period there. So pretty interesting release date, but the trailer also looked pretty intriguing for a show that I don't really care about all that much. I that's the show that killed the um, It did. It did. The, the what if we had a what if podcast, would you listen? Yes. Better known as MCU at home. Uh yes, yes. I, I like I, I was blown away. Like it was one dud show and then boom. Like I mean we're all busy and stuff, but I was like, holy fuck, because you guys were killing it. Uh, we're, we were doing a good job, but, you know, all good things must come to an end. And, uh, you know, sometimes if you love something and let it go, maybe it comes back to you in a different way. Uh, and tonight, actually, uh, as a crow flies, I'll be back on the Mac and Goop program talking about the uh, ranking of the MCU Disney Plus show. So, well, it's just me and Goo. How about look at that? Well, how about that? Wow. So, you know, we're, we're mending fences here. We, you know, I we, had no idea that maybe was I'm most thankful about that. I would that was not an intentional setup. That is amazing. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. on the note of of what if season two, 
I, I feel like we we did know this was coming. We didn't know it was coming now, though. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so that was a surprise. I, I, I saw that trailer, man, and I was like, this is I'm I'm excited for this like this. And I know I was higher on what if more than most. Mm-hmm. But I this looks like it could be uh, like a fun time. And again, it seems like it's a little more intentional that th- this will connect to the um, the larger MCU stuff. Yeah, some of it I think will. And I think certainly some of that was the case for season one. I think of the uh, um, zombie Doctor Strange, right? The dark Doctor Strange there and everything. Um, And that that was one of my favorite episodes, actually, from season one. There's a couple of ones that I liked. I I love the Ultron uh, versus the Beyonder episode there at the very end, the season finale. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool. So uh, that looks pretty good. But for season two, um, I, I think some of the titles had leaked out previously. Maybe we covered it on another uh, episode earlier there, but I, I know I saw them leaking out um, and kind of what they were covering. And one that looked the most interesting was like the Avengers from the 1600s or like the 1700s. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, hell so you yeah. get some like three musketeer type stuff going on there. So I, I'm very interested in that one. If they continue that Ultron um, Beyonder story, I would love to, I'd love to see a little bit more of that. Um, and then also if they can continue the Dr. Strange story, uh, I'm here for that too. The, that's how the, the middle ages one sounds great. And, and I think it's the watcher, um, if the they, watcher, if, the if beyonder. They, yeah. If, they, if, if we do more, if I'd be totally down for more of that. Obviously he's narrating the, uh, the, mm-hmm. the trailer and that's kind of where it fears more, feels more intentional this time around. Whereas last time I thought it was just like, it's what if like, these are cool stories and it's just a fun time and that's it. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be connected. Now that it seems more intentional, I, I I feel like, okay, this could be a little bit better. Like the, the connective tissue could be consistent throughout and we'll see it, but also have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, the I liked the, the shot that we got of Wanda in this. this was, that was really cool. And then like the racing thing that we got teased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, maybe you know, we'll see. We'll see about that there. So yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll definitely check it out again. I think that's a good time to drop it. You know, Christmas time is perfect. Everyone's kind of home. Everyone's uh, you know playing with their new toys or whatever, watching, taking a break from college football. Um, good time to watch TV. You know? Yeah, it's, so, pretty much I, that I, and Rebel Moon. That's it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Which, um, well, and isn't also Echo releasing? Uh, I keep forgetting about what is that in January, February. I don't know. I forget, but yeah, I don't know. But uh, I will say the it, that would be really dumb if they did that. But I don't, yeah, think, yeah. I also don't think you're wrong. But um, what was I gonna say? The the Rebel Moons, I don't know if you saw this. I saw speaking of Mac and go, I saw Mac quote tweet this bit that uh, Snyder is saying that there's like another hour to Rebel oh, Moon. Oh, oh, like a director's cut, sort yes, of thing? Yeah. yes, a director's cut. And it's like, mm-hmm. dude, c- come on, really. <laughs> I, I don't i'm not saying you, that can't be the case but I, like let the movie come out first before you start getting this everybody riled up because you had to cut stuff down which is a normal part of any video making process i think i think this is all marketing i i'm actually mm-hmm. uh kind of pleased that he's leaning into it <clears throat> excuse yeah. me there i i think it's nice because it's just it's just marketing it's like oh whether or not it's getting in the news cycle it's getting under the skin of people like mac who are then tweeting about it and then spreading the news of it and everything so it's just drawing more attention to a the movie itself and then b when uh the director's cut does come out if he has any sort of back end percentage of minutes streamed or something like that any sort of incentive bonus that's all a win in his pocket and he's just you know playing us like a like a mandarin no a mandolin no uh, marionette marionette (laughs) 
Okay. It took I me a couple I, leaps to get there. Yeah, I didn't know where you were going with it. So, but basically, <laughs> I do what I do know what you're saying is you're this is basically he's pulling a Snoop Dogg on us, is what you're saying. Yes, yes, a master marketer here, which is actually what I also think is going on with the, the Tiffany Gomez lady, uh the that motherfucker's not real guy lady. Oh, from the plane you remember her i know she's like kind of blown up since she's blown she's been on all these podcasts and everything and making all these clips she's got like a clothing line coming out like i think get out a clothing i'm pretty line. sure like when all this news came out this they said that she had worked in marketing previously and now i'm wondering if this was like she signed on with some company or some and she's using her marketing background to like create this you know, internet personality celebrity that she can use to uh, monetize. You think, okay. Because why is else is she, like, what is, like. Okay, what she's doing now, I, I can see that. But you do you think the, the original thing, the airplane thing that yeah. she did was part of it, too? Yeah, now now I'm, I, I question wow. everything. Yeah. Wow. I, honestly, after the Snoop Dogg bit, I don't blame you for questioning anything, but I can't get behind that theory with you. Well, yeah, and it was an interesting choice of words by Snoop Dogg. We're, we're completely off the rails, but this is what's trending now. So we're all kind of True. in the realm of it. Uh, you know, he said, I'm quitting smoke. Yep. So, you know, that left, it left a lot of open. You know, it didn't say I'm quitting smoking weed. You know, you could have been yep. still getting gummies or any anything else like that. And then but just to find out that it was like a smokeless fire pit or something like that, like that, that was a new low. That's like, you know, <laughs> Shaq being on every single commercial. I saw him on like a Carnival Cruise commercial. You know, he'll, he'll oh, just God. endorse everything. You I, know? Didn't, I didn't know he was doing he was Yeah, doing he's that. just, you know, uh, selling insurance with like. The general? What is it? the general, the general insurance. He does everything. Gold bond. Oh, yeah. oh I know bond. that. I didn't know about yeah. the carnival one specifically. Yeah, the, the yeah. carnival one was new. And it, it wasn't even like centered around him. It was the whole carnival cruise ride kind of uh, showing everything about it. And then the, at the end, it was just Shaq sitting poolside on a chase lounge with a drink. And he's just smiling. And he's like, wow, go carnival. You know, <laughs> whatever. He says like one thing. And then it, this is the end of the commercial. That's amazing. Uh, it's ridiculous. Um, I, yeah, so, I do hey, think, hey, you know, if people are going to pay them. Hey, all the more power to them. Yeah, for sure. How do you, you don't want to say, wait, why say no? Um, but I, I am curious how that, the, that grill or whatever, uh, fire pit, whatever it is, how that yeah. thing ends up doing because of the whole Snoop Dogg. Cause like, I think it's friggin' brilliant. I mean, I don't know how you don't. Um, yeah, no, I think it's, but you know, the, the spiteful mind that I am, I'm like, no, I'm going to go with your competitor now. You just sure. toyed with my emotions here. You, you hijacked my social media. I totally get that. Like, I, I'm not <laughs> saying he's not being a seller or anything like that. I just think no, he sold that long ago. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 He's, yeah. He's doing Corona commercials with Andy Samberg. I know? was when you brought up, <laughs> when you brought up the Shaq, Shaq at the end of the carnival commercial. I thought of Andy mm -hmm. Samberg and Corona. Yeah. Yeah. So, sure. You might as well have been there too. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. Well, I mean, it's really talk about that or we talk about Madam Webb, which honestly, what's more interesting? At yeah. Point? Let's talk about Andy Samberg and, and uh, Snoop Dogg having Corona's here. No, Madam Webb. Uh, that trailer released this week. Uh, a lot of people called it a CW show uh, as, as, as far as like the level of quality. Um, this is supposed to be like a Terminator meets Spider-Man is, is the elevator pitch that I've heard for this, where they're uh -huh. trying to go back in time to uh, stop this Elliot Sims or whoever okay. this spider villain is. I don't know. I, I've, Evander or whatever, so whatever type of Spider-Man character, the, the bad mm. guy um, from killing peter parker so they have to go back in time and and help ben parker who i believe is uh what's his name from parks and rec there I, i'm blanking on it 
Parks and Rec. Uh, yeah. Is it the, the, the guy who narrated the, um, is it McHale? Mm, no. Um, I, I okay. No now we'll move on. Yeah. And, and Emma Roberts. Yeah. This is playing Mary Parker. Oh, sorry, so they're, they're trying to stop. Yeah. Okay. That's right. I'm yeah, so I don't know. It's like, it seems interesting. It's coming out in 2024. There's no other superhero movie. Sony seems to be capitalizing. You think on it's this, interesting? This Marvel. Uh, I think the idea is interesting. I don't think it looks good. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think any of it's, I mean, like, are we going to do an episode on it? Probably. We'll talk about it at another time, but, but I well, mean, it doesn't look great. And there's also been reports that I've, that I'm hearing from, you know, the streamers and the scoopers of the world that this is going to be tying in to the MCU. Now I know we've heard this for a long time, but the uh, Sony universe is going to merge with the MCU universe in like Spider-Man four or something, something along those lines. So you're going to have the Venoms, the Morbiuses the Madame webs of the world uh, crossing over. I don't know. Well, I feel like we've heard that a couple of times though. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I honestly, like, you know what, when this movie got announced a while back, I said, I'll believe it when I see it. And uh, I'm saying that now about the, the Sony Marvel thing. I don't know. I don't, this is, this is, I don't know how this, this is. I feel like this is going to go very poorly, but again, I, I like the idea of it. I, I'm not a huge Dakota Johnson fan. Mm. she's just kind of meh to me, you know, doesn't, I, doesn't move the needle one way or the other. Okay. Um, fair. I, I guess in the end, I, she doesn't really do anything for me. I think with this, like where people say it's like a CW show, I think mm-hmm. that's, I think that's a terrible thing to say about a movie. Um, but <laughs> I, I, when I watched this, I was like, same thing as Mor- Morbius. Like it feels like a superhero movie from the aughts. Which at the time, hey, mm-hmm. cool. Those were those were new for what they were doing. It was, um, you know, just be able to get those was great, and it worked at the time. The storytelling for comic book movies, uh, for superhero movies uh, specifically, have evolved uh, quite quite a bit over time. Even even yeah. even DC and stuff. This this feels like a Daredevil, a Green Lantern, uh, an Eric Bana, Incredible Hulk movie, like those type of movies, right? That's yeah, kind of yeah. I mean, thing. I mean, yeah. To, yeah, and 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 there's other yeah from the, there's other ones from the aughts that like even were con- may have been considered good at that time that like it's they have a similar Fantastic Four. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. just so yeah. I, I don't and, and I think that's I that's you. the vibe, and I just don't think that's good. That plays well by and large these days. Yeah, yeah, and and the trailer didn't really do itself any favors. Uh, it didn't right. didn't really look that that cohesive there. And is again, you're kind of dealing with the multiverse and time travel. It's a convoluted story, as we were kind of talking about uh, with Loki last week, right? So it's it, it you're already asking the audience for a lot, and if you're not getting any of that other supporting stuff, then uh, it can fall through the cracks pretty quickly. And honestly, with the Spider-Verse being a thing, it really doesn't help this where you get, you already have so many spider characters. And obviously like, Hey, we added spider punk to the mix. We added Spider-Man 2099 to the mix on, on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you go and do it here. I just like, it just, it feels like some of these are really, really forced. Yeah, absolutely here. Damn son. Where'd you find this? got a couple of casting rumors almost casting announcements uh here from both are actually uh from deadline we first uh the actual piece of news is nicholas Holt as lex luther for the superman legacy james gunn movie there so he he was rumored he was actually rumored to be up for superman and lex luther um but now that they got their uh henry cavill knockoff there i forget his name 
Uh, Nicholas Holt has been announced as Lex Luthor. I think this is a good fit. Yeah, I think Nicholas Holt. Actually, I find I, I forgot to mention this on here, but I finally watched um, Renfield, which he obviously stars in. With oh, Nicholas okay, Cage. is that good? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was yeah. it was it was um it was a fun time. Um, I it was hit, but you're not a big Aquafina fan, so you may not uh, right. Uh, yeah, but she actually kind of grew on me a little bit in Shang Chi at the end there, a little bit. But okay. uh, overall, yeah, I'm not a huge Aquafina fan because it's her and him at, at at that are driving the bus for that mm, one. Um, okay. But anyways, uh, I I I do um. So I, I did like that, and I do like Nicholas Holt in general. I think he's a, mm-hmm. he's a pretty dynamic actor. As much as you know, you go back to like when he was Beast. You know that wasn't necessarily uh, his, his. It wasn't maybe the best fit, or he didn't do the best job. But either way, I he's like still this. big shoes. Yes, this is this is very uh, very true. But mm-hmm. I like him as Lex Luthor. I think he can handle this role well. Um, certainly better than his, uh, his predecessor. Now, do you think he can play the villain very well? Because you know, yeah. he's he's kind of got like the babyface look to him. No, I think he can play. I think he can because he's got like yeah, he he doesn't like grow. Yeah, because well, Lex Luthor is also like oh, you mean babyface in terms of structure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got kind of like he's kind of got like a nice guy face. Yeah, not like guess- not like a wrestling uh you know move. Yeah, but remember, you watched the menu, right? We talked about that, not like mm-hmm, on an episode, mm-hmm. but yeah. But he played like yep. a he played like a dink in that one. I mean, and we saw him. I know we saw him crumble, but we also saw him kind of lose his cool quite a bit on. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point there. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, you know, I would be interested to see. I'm sure he's a great actor, but yeah, you know, again, I'm just the look of him. I'm not sure. You know, that that may be my one holdup. I I think this is the right casting though. I think he's a better. I, I if you're talking about look, I think he's a better fit for this than superman uh yeah a thousand percent a thousand percent there uh the other bit of casting news and this seems like it's right on the doorstep of being done it was announced on twitter over the weekend uh a lot of people ran with it but then kind of had to scale things back that i think they're deep in talks here uh this is pedro pascal uh pegged to play reed richards uh in the mcu's fantastic four you never would have guessed that never would have guessed that this was going to happen um and I'm to- I'm fi- totally fine with it because Pedro Pascal is an outstanding actor. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've seen him do a bunch of stuff in like the nerd, uh, like comic book related realm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that includes Game of Thrones, and he's and he's shown a lot of, uh, you know, his dynamic ability across all all these roles that he's played. I mean, another one too is um, in uh, what is that Mark Millar comic that I can't uh, the K- Kingsman. He's in the the second one, uh, the second Kingsman movie. So he's, he, I don't remember him. In that. Do you remember the the agent at the end who like was like this great dude? I think he's whiskey. I think. Oh right, no, 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 okay, I do remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you now. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, obviously not. That's nowhere near what Reed Richards is, but we've seen him play right. so many different types of characters. He's shown that he can take on a bunch of different roles, and I'm. So I, I'm totally cool. He would not have been the guy I would have ever guessed to be Reed Richards, but I'm very comfortable if he takes on that role. I saw people say, what if, you know, this is, we haven't seen the official announcement. Maybe he's Dr. Doom or whatever. Mm-hmm. He, I think he could also do that very well too. Very interesting. Yeah. I think this is a fine move. I'm sure he'll play Reed Richards very well. This feels, I don't know, like almost like kind of lazy to me on, on the part of Marvel. Like they already have, um, you know, him in-house doing the Mandalorian stuff, like kind of under that Disney uh, umbrella, under that Disney contract. And it seems like, like I don't know, like, we've talked about this before, like, that, you know, that early stage of the MCU, aside from, 
um, you know, Robert Downey Jr., although he kind of revived his career as, as yes. Iron Man there. Um, they were all relatively unknowns. Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, right? There were, there, you know, Marvel doesn't really make actors anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they they take the established actor who's going to bring in um, the audience, right? And, and, and still do that. Now, I would like to see them get back to that. Particularly, I, like I, again, I'm sure he'll play Reed Richards very well. I, I love Pedro Pascal. I think he's done a great job in everything um, that I've seen him in. But it just feels like it's just like, all right, we know he'll he'll do a fine job. We know we we can get him because we already got him for Disney Star Wars. Like, is there someone? Was there another direction that they could have gone in there? That's that's um, that is very fair. It's a very fair criticism. I I, I totally get it 100. And, and I'm with you. Like it, it, that that is. And I mean, you look at that, and then there's the other bit of leak news that we got um, too that I forgot to jot down. But um, we're supposed to, Century is going. Looks like it's going to be played mm-hmm. by um, uh, Stephen Yun. Um, who, of course, is the voice of Invincible, also mm-hmm. in um, The Walking Dead as Glenn for so many years. So, yeah, that's like another like well-established actor at this point who's getting a uh, major, you know, you know, not the biggest, most important character, but uh, in, in Marvel, but still mm-hmm. like another one that's getting thrown in the mix here. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, yeah, so I, you know, like both from uh, I'm fine with, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I'm good with it. It's just. It doesn't seem like the perfect fit when I think about it, but again, yeah. I'm sure he'll do a great job. Yeah, that's the the thing. At the end, is like Pedro Pascal is a good actor, so it's yeah. not like we're not. It's like as much as we run into sometimes I'm not upset about it. Well, yeah, well, there are some actors where it's like, oh, okay, I'm just seeing. We've talked about where you see that actor, mm-hmm. like it, that, and that's in where that doesn't work with a lot of times with superhero roles with Pedro Pascal. I trust that I won't feel that way too much. Also, he's played so many, so much different shit too. So that's right. another thing. But yeah, I thought the one of the better things about the MCU overall is that you know the the draw is not the actor, or it shouldn't be the actor, right? It's the character, yep. it's the story uh, mm-hmm. that's involved there. And as long as you get someone who can portray or kind of like bring to life uh, those comic book pages, right? Then that's yep. that's the ultimate for it there. Yes. So that's what I worry sometimes when, when you get these big name castings. Well, again, I'm sure it'll be fine, but couldn't, could not agree more. This, this is, I, I think this is a uh, rare, rare, this is like an exception because like it's really Scarlett Johansson and, and Renner. I mean, Renner was established at that point. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. He, he was an Oscar, but they were, winner. they were back like more in the back seat. So it kind mm-hmm. of worked and allowed them to kind of just work, you know, ease into their roles. But this is like, he's, he's Mr. Fantastic. He's front and center. The only time where it's ever been okay that the actor took over for the character was really Momoa. That's really it. Yeah. 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 But yeah, anyways, interesting stuff there. Well, what do we got cooking in the, uh, the comic book minute? And then, you know, so wave goodbye ah, to Twitter. Wish him a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Twitter. Um, all right, so this week we got quite a few number ones that are out this week. Uh, we got the Holy Roller issue one, which is written by Rick Remender, which maybe you know for the non-comic book readers uh, that listen to our show, not a familiar name, but he is the actual writer for this series. But then we have Andy Samberg. We brought him up earlier. He's also mm-hmm. involved in this oh, project. Okay, and then we got Joe Troman. I believe is how you say his name. He's from Fallout Boy. Mm-hmm. So. Quite a quite a few different stars in the mix here, um, but yeah, this got announced a while back, and I remember seeing Sandberg's name. I didn't remember seeing Trollman's name um, attached to it, um, but yeah. So it's um, I've been waiting on this for a while. Got a chance to read it already, and it was solid. Like I, I, I think it was, I would say like B. 
Um, mm -hmm. I, I'll definitely come back for the second issue. Rick Remender is a very good writer. Um, and uh, it's, you know, set the stage for something that, that could do very well. Uh, I'm a little more excited about Lunar Lodge issue one, which is from Dark Horse, which kind of sets up a little bit of um, uh, extracurricular uh, behavior from uh, a, a wife in within a marriage. Um, oh. But there's something supernatural. A play. An uh, alien tryst. Uh, yeah, or, or more, it's, I think werewolf ish. Oh, okay. um, but also I don't, reality. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know exactly where it's going, which, uh, which is great out of the first issue. Like you get an idea, but it could go in a few different ways The based on the, uh, based on the ending. And then uh, speaking of endings uh, from Mad Cave, a title that I don't really talk about much on here. Um, but this, this, I mean, sorry, a publisher I don't talk about much on here. Mm -hmm. um, one of their titles that they got going right now, the devil that wears my face issue mm. two is uh, is out this week and it's it, the and the the whole first issue really enjoyed in the it ends with um this priest had tried to carry out an exorcism for uh for another individual and then by the end of it we find out that there's been basically a body swap and the priest oh, is now freaky the, friday situation wow yeah, okay the, the priest is now possessing that body and then the devil is in or the demon is in the exorcist the priests uh, the, you know the exorcists body now oh man oh this is oh so this is like a kind of like face off too here i like mm -hmm. this all right oh, yeah. this is interesting I'm, i absolutely love the first issue i've been dying for uh for the second one as for tldr this week we are doing our annual holiday gift guide um this week so trying to get ahead of the game whereas in the past few years i feel like we've been kind of behind so which reminded me that mm. we have our uh is it our retcon or uh, yeah retcon issue that we, episode that we do at the end of the year you and i mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i'm yep. excited so, for that well yeah we'll go back on any we have a lot of reviews this year too yes. so that was uh see, we'll, we'll have a lot of retconning to do yeah i'm, I'm excited to, to to see where we, like i know we've made rules in the past too and we got to revisit all that kind of mm -hmm. shit but i um i think this is one of my favorite things that that we do um you know uh, yeah yearly now well yeah absolutely so there's something something to keep your uh you know keep your hopes up for in the next couple of weeks here uh i'm ready to go to the the main segment are you nick yes yeah how about you tommy all right now let's go get them all right tommy told us here let's go get them uh we have the marvel's <laughs> exit survey nick what is the synopsis here uh, i'm so sorry i thought i was waiting for that like that's i knew i'm like he's got to be doing this i didn't hear any music before anyways <clears throat> the synopsis for the marvels carol danvers gets her powers entangled with those of kamala khan and monica rambo forcing them to work together to save the universe Mm, this was written and directed by Nia DaCosta, uh, starring Brie Larson as Carol Danvers or Captain Marvel, uh, Tayana Paris as Monica Rambeau, Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan and Miss Marvel, Samuel L. Jackson as a uh, very different Nick Fury from what we last saw him as, uh, Zawe Ashton as Dar Ben, uh, Gary Lewis as Emperor Droge, Drogi, uh, Park Seo Jun as Prince Yan. Zenobia Shroff as Muniba Khan, uh, Mohan Kapoor as Yusuf Khan, and Sagar Shaikh Sheikh Shaikh. Uh, uh, I tried as Amir Khan. Yeah, 
Um, and then as for the, I got to win one of the, I got to put out a, uh, a poll one of these days. You, we got to flip the script on it. I, I was like ready to offer, like, do you want to flip <laughs> it next time? Because I think this is, you did a good job here, but like, you've been doing it for a long time. This, this has been the murderer's row here. This, this was a tough one. If you decide to flip it next time, I would be okay with that. And, and right. go well, we'll, there. we'll see. Maybe that will be my Christmas gift to you. <laughs> I think I'm the one giving the Christmas gift here. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Okay, I'm just, just don't want to buy anything. That's what it comes down to. Okay, that's fair. Um, all right, so this brought in uh, 117 million worldwide so far, 54.8 million domestic on, unfortunately, a 273.8 million dollar budget. Um, suffered the second biggest, the biggest second week drop off uh, for a comic book movie ever, 77.9 uh, percent. Uh, followed by Morbius, then The Flash, Dark Phoenix. Um, it's got a 6 out of 10 on IMDb. And then it's got a 62-84 split on Rotten Tomatoes, which we talked about a little while back. Mm-hmm. 2.8 out of 5 on Google reviews with 52% of Google users liking this movie. Yeah, so that leaves it to us. I and mean, Maybe we can cheer things up after those uh, low scores there. And I think uh, I didn't have this on the, on the box office there, but in regards to the second week drop-off, um, I, I want to say it's either Quantum Mania or Thor Four that had the record for for an MCU movie. I think that was in the high sixties. You want to know something weird? Uh, mm-hmm. I so we went uh, obviously we did this the second weekend. Um, both both you and I, but the missus went with me as well. Mm-hmm. And when I, I've been, to, we've been to quite a few um, premieres of MC, like MCU movies at our new theater in in. Uh, Narramack, New Hampshire, and mm-hmm. I've seen like on the opening nights or open, you know, opening Saturday, or whatever. Nobody, like it's it's mm. quiet. But like the, I saw, like I think Ant Man, I had that happen with. But then with the Marvels, I saw more. Pe- I didn't see like it wasn't like it was loaded or anything. But I definitely saw more people at the Marvels than I did when I went to Ant Man. Interesting. I saw this on uh, Friday afternoon, uh, one uh, o'clock showing. So there were three other people in the theater with me. But uh, there may have been 10 total in the whole, you know, in the whole movie theater. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, for me, it's not like I had a crazy ton more. I just, you know, I'm probably in an area. It just seems like I'm in an area where you only think it's more family movies that do yeah, well. Yeah. 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 Because like Mario was bumping and Spider-Man, Spider-Verse was bumping. Mm-hmm, um, up there. Mm-hmm. Black, actually, Black Panther was probably the biggest one, the biggest MCU one I've seen so far. The second Black Panther movie, like uh, up here. I think so. I think that that's probably about right too for an MCU movie. Yeah, probably. But anyways, uh, what, what do, do we th- think about? I'll go first here. I'll give it. Uh, I'll go with my score and tweet length review. It's seventy nine out of a hundred. This is right on par with Miss Marvel for me. Uh, but this was a, a, a fun, albeit a very disjointed superhero movie where I think uh, Amon Vellani once again kind of steals the show. Um, this features a handful of fun, exciting moments, but feels like a compilation video more than, again, one cohesive story. Um, I'm not sh- and, and unfortunately, I'm not sure this salvages the public perception of Brie Larson as as Captain Marvel. I'm not sure if this movie really does her any favors um, from her role in the movie overall to like what, what feels like the character is being. Uh, I, I don't know. The character doesn't really see a lot of growth for me from the first movie to now. And then with Endgame and Infinity War in between. It's a long review, but I got Twitter blue for that. (laughs) Uh, I think I landed that plane. I'll make up for I'll make up for it. Uh, so I got an 84 out of 100 for the Marvels. Fun movie that's all about relationships created and developed along the way. 
short, sweet, simple, to the point. To the point. Absolutely. So your 84 and my 79 uh, adds up to, where am I here? I thought, I I thought it was at 33. The Marvels. Yeah, 81 and a half. That comes in at number 33 in our CMMCU rankings. Uh, just behind Thor, Love and Thunder, and just ahead of Secret Invasion. Do you? Where, how do you feel about that placement? I think that's, yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I mean, it puts it kind of, you know, in the latter half of it all, but mm-hmm. still kind of it more towards the middle. Um, so yeah, I guess it's like the 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 th- the three quarters of the way down the list. Um, but high three, like yeah, mid, yeah, yeah. No, that 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 kind and of from the bottom. Yeah, I would say that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, th- I feel like that feels right. I, I think I think Thor, the- Love and Thunder and the Marvels for me kind of got to the same end result, but in different directions, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I the biggest thing for me is that when I was done, I, I landed on 84 pretty much right away. Mm-hmm. And um, but then I was like, I can see anybody giving this a 75 to an 85 for this movie. Yeah, um, and I'm it's sem- not I'm- as bad as people say. Uh, no. that, that, that was my my biggest takeaway. No, it definitely was. I, I I do. We talk about like you know. Well, sometimes I wonder with marketing how like important things are. But with this having the, the come out right after the strike and kind of getting screwed over in that way, I do wonder like mm-hmm. how much of a difference that made. Um, but that's the. But also the, that's also money saved. So maybe that helps kind of soften the blow. Well, and that's that's an interesting point. I wonder if someone needs to look at how these these movies are being packaged and what they're being packaged around, right? So, like, you know, Captain Marvel, for example, was sandwiched between the two of the biggest movies in Marvel history, right? With with Infinity War and Endgame. Yep. So you had this hype here and that and that huge um I guess success kind of flowing right into it. So you wanted to go see the Captain Captain Marvel, but you know, the Marvels is coming off. Secret Invasion. It's coming off of Aquamania. It's coming off of uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. You know, Loki was a good series, but you know, a lot of these things aren't exactly like helping mm-hmm. it out to kind of build up what's coming. You know, a Rising sure. Tide like raises all ships, like that kind of yeah. mentality. Yeah, uh, the tide feels like a little bit lower than it was in the past for Marvel. Yeah, and Captain Marvel like killed it in the in theaters but yeah I, a billion bucks yeah this is and, and obviously this is not even close but like from a qual from like a what movie would you if you had to go watch one of the two right now which one are you watching yeah I, I would probably have more i would have more fun with the marvels which is why one of the reasons why i didn't like captain marvel is too serious it's one of the reasons why i think the character overall doesn't really work and it's too serious but i thought adding um monica rambo and definitely amon Vellani. Uh, Kamala Khan to the mix uh, kind of added that to that levity a little bit more that, that we were missing in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Now my, so, uh, now I, for me, this one, actually, I like Captain Marvel a lot more in this go around, but I think because she's on a team, I also think that when we talk mm-hmm. about like, you know, Captain Marvel, the movie, the, the original movie, it's when we talk about like formulaic stuff, it felt like that was a little bit, more of that um mm-hmm. not to the degree of like what we what we're talking about like a, a, a morbius or anything like that but it just felt lo- like looking at it now it felt like it's from a different era of uh yeah. MCU products yeah yeah absolutely so that's my let's, let's dive in this, this was the pre pre-exit survey that we're uh we're just kind of going through right now now we're getting diving right into it yeah um who do you think this movie was made for nick 
fans of the Miss Marvel show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 100%. If you like that show, you you will like this. No questions asked. I agree. I think this is uh, we kind of have a Venn diagram of it, of the same answer here, right? So I, I think this feels like a kid, young adult movie. Yeah, that's that's kind of who, who it's made for, which is what the audience I think was geared towards for Miss Marvel. So I think there's a lot of overlap in that. Um, obviously, with having um, Kamala Khan as your as your lead, you know that's going to be geared. You're, you're trying to win a certain audience there. And that's going to be that younger audience. Right. So I think that part of that is you're going to be gearing everything towards that, that audience there. I think this, this will look, be viewed too as like a turn. I don't, I don't, I think this will unfairly be looked at like a turning point too, in the course of this, because I think the other I, the box office for sure. I mean, it's, that's inevitable at that the, point, right? The box office is the biggest reason, but we already heard all these changes and everything that was going on at Marvel, the, the, you know, the, the, you know, how this, the showrunner stuff and all these different things like, you know, marketing, blah, 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 all, all that mm -hmm. whatnot. Um, I think it, this is going to be viewed as the turning point, but I think th this is also like, this will be the last movie where it's like, yeah, we're just here to have fun and kind of like develop the characters, you know, spend some time with the characters um, because like this era is kind of this fourth phase and we're in the fifth technically now, right? Yeah, I think we are. Yeah, so, yeah. So this fourth and fifth phase has been more about like developing the characters and not worrying about the larger connective tissue. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that now because so, everything's been pushed back except for Deadpool, which doesn't you can still do that. This will be the real shift for all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely here. Um, we looked at that you, at least. Do you think that this movie is, uh, could have been made for less than 278 million? I, like, mean, I think that's, the, I think that's the bigger issue. I think they got to slash their budget. I think this movie could have easily been made for under 278 million. <laughs> you slash the budget of this movie. Um, and, and just, you, you have the same story pretty much. I think a lot of it still, still hangs in place there. I mean, it's a cosmic character, like the, you know, with Miss Marvel being the 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 major plot, like of the of the like plot driver of the three characters that we're focused on here. I, don't I, know. I hear you, but it's not like I I wasn't blown by the CGI or the special effects here already. You know, and it's a it was a two hundred again almost three hundred dollar movie. I mean, I think million were, dollar movie. Did you think they were bad? I didn't think they were bad, but it's not something that I came away with, you know? So it's oh, like, right. I, I don't know. It's, it's not, you know, if it is really a cosmic Marvel movie that's, that's a tentpole, you think it would be kind of like stunning visually. And that's not, mm -hmm. that's not something I would use to describe this, this film. It's not bad. It's just no, not it's something not, that I would lean towards either to like praise it for. I wouldn't call it like a stunning visual experience. It was, it was fun. And it was, the, I, I did like the stuff that like from a plot standpoint that like you needed to do, like, and, and I think we'll get into that more later. I don't know if I want to, we're kind of jumping. Ahead yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah. So this kind of goes into it. Uh, uh, what was your favorite story of this movie? The Captain Marvel two, Miss Marvel two, or I, I guess WandaVision two, that feels weird saying that, but that's kind of what, kind of what it is. Yeah. It's kind of that. Um, so I, I think I have, I have to go with Miss Marvel too. I mean, that's, that's not hard at all. That was definitely, mm -hmm. it was all about her in her meeting her hero and getting to, in, you know, learn about that experience with her. But I will say too, that I enjoyed this, the, what they did with Carol here and how they kind of spun it with her a little bit, but in ultimately where it led to the, like what the villain did, because those things that approach to restore her world was like 
this is fucked up. Like this is kind of this is insane. So I, I yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, we'll get into the villain in, in a little bit. Yep. There. Sorry, I'm jumping in. No, 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 I'm with you. I'm kind of reminding myself, so I'm like, all right, don't don't get into that. Um, but I, I agree with it. Miss Marvel too. Uh, that's that's yeah. everything that I liked about it. Again, Iman Vellani. This is I feel like the big takeaway from the movie um, is just how charming she is on screen. Now I wonder how much that that uh, can last for. You know, you can only be the newcomer who's like doe-eyed or like deer in headlights and just kind of like. In, in awe of the moment for so long before it's like all right now now you're a part of the team right so it's like mm. let's let's you know how how much can you actually wear uh use that for but i think for the moment right now that's working great um it felt like we missed a big chunk of captain marvel's story it, it's just kind of explained away and then we get a, a br- very brief scene of her becoming the annihilator and destroying the kree ai so it feels like like this is almost like Captain Marvel two and a half. And then there's like some portion of the movie that we didn't see. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's kind of like, uh, I'm not crazy about that, particularly where this is like, in theory, her sequel. Um, and, and then Monica Rambeau, a lot of uh, her character, I, again, I think Tayana, uh Paris did a good job. I think she, she was, you know, add, added to a nice uh, complimentary role, but I found her character to be confusing. Yeah, there's some there's some confusing bits surrounding her uh, her character, but I think but I do want to go back to the Captain Marvel thing. As much as there are stuff there, sorry, there is stuff with her that I did like in this. With like, I like the Annihilator stuff and how we're hearing mention of it and everything. Mm-hmm. But what where I think I feel similar to you is like it's there's we we saw the character in her origin story. We see her pop up in Endgame. I feel like we've seen her pop up somewhere else maybe i'm misremembering but like it's just so much could have happened between mm-hmm. now and, and shang chi was a shang chi end credit scene that might have been it but it's just like this is this is where we go here at it just felt like it was like i'm not saying it can't be within the realm of it all but it's just how did we get to this point now with the kree because i feel like you did that that you attacked the, their place like that a long while back Right, that's so, like 30 years ago, right? In the 90s, technically, and this is, yeah. what, 2025, 2027? What, what, you know, current day MCU timeline there. So, you know, what what's kind of gone on in those 30 years, right? So I, I agree. Just to, you, you kind of yada yada over that, right? Yeah. So, like, while I like some of it, it's not done. It's not perfect. There's no mm-hmm. question. Absolutely. Um, and I did like what you said about, again, uh, uh, Kamala Khan meeting her hero, yeah. And how expectations, again, expectations versus reality and kind of coming to the grips that she's not like this uh, gold hearted hero that you know you think is, has the best intentions. She's really you know just trying to get by and save as many people as she can. So I thought that was a really interesting story. No, would have liked a, a little, you know, the pull on that a little bit more. I think that was really one of the more intriguing parts of the movie. Yeah, it was it was no question. It was the, it was absolutely the best part. Uh, what what you think of Dar Ben, and uh, where does she rank among MCU villains for you? Oh, well, I mean, she, she's going to end up being a, a forgettable one. I mean, there's no yeah. question about. It. I mean, you look at is it Malekith, who's like a f- extremely forgettable one. I mean, I like Ronan, but Ronan is a is a forgettable one. Well, the, um, and this feels you know derivative of Ronan. Uh, maybe you might know yes. more about Dar Ben in the comics. Are, are they related? Is that the deal? Or well, I mean, they're just both Cree. They're just both Cree, as far as yeah. I know. Um, but like at at the same time, like I do think that 
her motivations make a lot of sense. I think she does have badass moments, but the real problem with what's the, how the character's written in the end is that like she is so calculated and two steps ahead every step of the way. And I, hey, I got no problem mm-hmm. with like Mar- you know the Mar- the Marvels figuring it out at the end with the the, the son. Like, oh, this is where she's going to go. Okay, cool. Totally makes sense that they figure it out. But at the same time, like you she goes and gets the the bangles in, in mm-hmm. this moment in this battle and then i know she's wanted it but like she goes and acts all brash and everything and just loses her shit mm-hmm. and then ends up dying i don't know it just felt like a very big leap for the character i know there was opportunity but it just seemed like she'd been so much she'd been above that for a while and she and she's like she just found out that that miss marvel you're, had you're talking yeah, you're you're talking when she gets stabbed or you know the the big stone falls on her right at the end, and then they figure out that Captain Marvel can recharge the sun. Mm-hmm. And she go they go to help her, they lift the, the stone up off of her, and then she kind of does like a double cross move on them. Yep, and then she takes the the she takes the bangle from Miss mm-hmm. Marvel and then she goes and uses it and it ends up killing her. So I yeah. just felt like, like I get it that maybe you thought you were already gonna die. Okay, I'll, I'll chalk it up to that. But it's just again, she was she was above that kind of like out of like gut reaction she's way more calculated than that that, that was a a huge shift in character for you yeah i i agree that i didn't i didn't like that decision it felt like you know as cheesy as it might have been for uh an all-woman film to be like figure out their put aside their differences and figure out some common ground and then help each other out like that feels like kind of on the nose there but i think that would have worked a lot better than what would have what, what ended up happening i I th- yeah it might, that might have worked out better. I I don't I didn't need, um, I don't need them to necessarily get along at the end. I just think that her like being all brash and, and mm-hmm. like where she wasn't that really. I mean like I guess she was emotional and pissed, but not that. That was just like I don't know felt like a little more a little too irrational for the character. Yeah, it just it just seems like if they were to able like if she if Darben came back with Captain Marvel to her uh, her planet and was like, listen, we got the sun fixed. I brought you the I brought you the air. I brought you the water. Um, and now, you know, our, our uh, the person who uh, destroyed our world, we've mended fences with and Now we don't have to worry about her anymore. Now, now there's there's an alliance or something like that, you know, or truce. I think that's a, you know, a pretty amicable en- ending. I, well, but the, the, see, the problem with that though, is she still took an atmosphere and a, and, and like water from two separate planets. Yeah. But Captain Marvel destroyed is the annihilator. You know, they're, they both made mistakes at the end I, of the day. I don't want them getting along at the end. I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't know. On that one. Would have been okay on that. Um, but yeah, ultimately I don't get, I don't get Darben. It felt, uh, kind of rushed again. If we had that backstory of the annihilator going into it, like, if the movie opened up with uh, Captain Marvel destroying the Kree AI, which is an interesting take, Nick. I know you, mm. you're you very much against AI, but this seemed to be um, pretty necessary. Like, it was running their whole planet. Yeah. Well, I wonder what... So, it, like- well, it's interesting in the messaging because, you know, most movies are, like, anti-AI. And this seems to be almost pro-AI. But one could also argue that you shouldn't become that reliant on AI because then this kind of shit happens when someone takes it out. You crumble as a society. Well, yeah, some, you know, it's like some may call Captain Marvel a terrorist, you know, Every, everyone's um, freedom oh, yeah. fighter is someone else's terrorist, you know. It, there's there, there's no question that they, they would call that. I get why they, <laughs> yeah. they didn't like her. I totally get it. But at the same time, 
don't have that AI, maybe yeah. you don't have some of those problems. I just, I, I think it's interesting. It feels like they're also a holes too. Let's not, let's be real here. I get they were victims in a sense here, but like the Cree are not nice to anybody else. But so this, this is the thing. You, you might know that from the comics, but we don't really know that. Uh, I mean, we know that with the scrolls and how they were persecuted by the Cree. Yeah, but they tell us that. You know what I mean? Like we're just we're only Ronan was also Cree. Yeah, Cronin was Cree, yeah, but we don't really know much about like the Cree world. You know, so we're just kind of told that they're you know what I mean? I don't know. So again, it feels like another instance of them just telling us and not showing us. And I think again, if you open up with you know that her becoming the annihilator. And then Darbin witnessing the the fall of her planet, I think that then you understand her motivation uh, a little bit more clear as the rest of the movie unfolds, as opposed to finding it out after she's already searching for the Bengals uh, on the moon planet with her team. You, you know what I mean? I do think it would be would have been good to have that scene of of, uh, of Captain Marvel taken out by AI Shooter. I do think that actually would have played really well. Um. What was the most rewatchable scene? Oh, I knew it as, as as it was going on. I'm like the when they're trying to figure out their powers, we're like let's no more of this, and like let's just get on the same page. The I, montage, yes, that was yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was that I absolutely loved it. And that was was that the, the Beastie Boys song we saw in the trailer? I think so. I think that was the the Beastie Boys song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, the, it played so well. Absolutely loved it. I, I love the opening comic book scene for Miss Marvel. I think that's an awesome way for people who didn't watch this show to get uh, introduced to Miss Marvel, just like we were introduced to her the first time. So I thought that was oh. a cool, nice little callback. And then to get everyone kind of up to speed with what her deal is, you know? Um, so I, th- I thought that was cool. I thought that was some of the best stuff from Miss Marvel. So uh, I, I liked bringing that back. Um, the, the Carol, Monica, Kamala versus Darbin fight scene, the, the, ultimate you know penultimate fight scene or the climactic fight scene yeah i thought that was good again albeit a little derivative uh of cap and bucky versus tony in civil war but i think this this works really well and i thought kamala you know some may say that she uh leveled up too quickly in her her uh fighting skills from jersey city to space like that Hmm. but her power set was really cool to see on screen i thought they did an awesome job of her kind of throwing those discs around and, and hopping all over everything. I thought that was cool. Yeah, they know they do her, her. They've done a great job developing out her, uh, her powers for all this. Um, and the fight scene though, for me, that was my, because I, I did think about yours, uh, that you, you're citing, but I also really liked the fight scene that brought the battle to the con home. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because the parents mm-hmm. are freaking out. It's destroying their home. And uh, it's just a, it's a whole friggin' mess. And that was some of the, I thought that was some of the better stuff um, visually that they did in, in this whole movie. I, I thought that was cool. And it's like, you know, uh, uh, two, two different endpoints, right? That's like the starting point of what ends up being the, the final fight scene there, where that's like the final fight scene is a little bit, a little bit more cleaner with everyone kind of knowing where they're going to mm-hmm. be and how to utilize that, that kind of uh, entanglement power. Yeah. Um, and the first one's just so messy with so much chaos going everywhere. Yeah. Definitely. Although I feel bad as a homeowner now, I <laughs> see the damage uh, that, that goes on at the con, the poor cons house. Right. Um, and and I, I just feel bad. I'm like insurance is never covering that, man. You know? I, I did. I was like, I did think like, I hope to God that shield is helping out with this. After right, that. right. Exactly. This is bullshit. Um, the other one for me is like the, I loved the, uh, the, was it the singing planet? 
Oh, um, see, we're I, on opposite ends on this one. I did not okay. care for that too much. I, yeah, I thought it was utterly ridiculous in in the absolute best way. This is definitely like that's one of those things that like to me. I, I get you know we have musicals and shit like that already, but like that's that felt like a, a like very much a comic book thing. Like we're just gonna a singing planet and that's their language. All right. I think I would have been fine with it, uh, but once they started, like, when they were dancing and having the conversation and <laughs> kind of carrying the tune, but not really, uh, like, then I'm like, all right, just just have the dialogue, you know, just let's just cut the crap. I think if everything kind of opened up as, like, a musical welcoming party sort of thing, like, I think that might have worked a little bit better, but if, it, if the whole planet, my son, like, this is where I feel like it's like, really for kids a little bit more. Well, I am an overgrown kid. Well, yeah. So if it works, I'm not. I'm not. You know, besmirching. I just, you know, just not. It wasn't for me. You called me immature. How dare you? (laughs) I didn't say those. I didn't say those words exactly. (laughs) Um, but yeah. So I thought those were some of some of the more. uh, Yeah, uh, we're we'll split a fifty fifty on that one. Uh, What do you think is going to age the best from this movie? Miss Marvel. We both agree on that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Absolutely. Um, I, I think just how fun this movie was. Like the, the, I look at it now, and it's to me, it feels like a very rewatchable movie. I understand the weight. May, like some people may say, well, it doesn't. Like in the larger MCU, is it really going to matter? But when we're talking about rewatchable stuff, um, I generally first think about like what's one like oh, I just want to relax and have a good time. And I always say like Deadpool. It, both of them are immensely rewatchable, just because mm-hmm. it's just all about Deadpool and just, you know, being a clown and dicking around and stuff like that. This is all about having fun that this is the same exact thing. Yes. There is like some weight to it. And what we can talk about that in a second, but, um, but still like, it's to me, this is all about just like having fun above all else. Yeah. Again, this was a fun movie. I think uh, I agree with it. Lighthearted fun, uh, Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. I think all that's cool. I like the freaky Friday body switches that went on. Um, I think the biggest thing we, we touched on this a little bit earlier was, was Kamala dealing with the letdown of Captain Marvel, not living up to her uh, heroin expectations there. And I thought that was really the most, like one of the more intro, yeah, probably the most interesting part of this movie. And I wish they extrapolated that a little bit more made that more of a main storyline. Um, I, I think you could deal with some really interesting stuff because you have this, you know, fan who's been watching all this stuff unfold from her TV and from, uh, social media and everything, and now she's living it, and it's not exactly what she, you know, what she had in her grandiose mind. So, I think that's an interesting through line to play with. Maybe you can pull on that a little bit more uh, with her, you know, in other appearances uh, down the road. But I thought that was a little bit of a missed opportunity. I, I would have liked them to expand on that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely am down for more for that. There's, there's no, there's no question about it. There. Um, what else do we got here? Um, oh, well, I mean, like, okay, so again, I understand that we both had, like, issues with how um, Darben was was written. Again, I thought it was what was going on up until the end was good. Um, but my, like, the thing that I love most is just, like, this is, she's stealing an atmosphere from a planet. She's stealing, like, the uh, water from a planet that is primarily made of water. And then she's stealing a son. Like, this is some crazy ass shit that this lady is doing and everything. And like, this is again where I had the issue with how the character ended up going at the end, because it's just like, I, I she's way too smart for, for all this stuff. Um, as much as she, she became predictable for Captain Marvel at the end, um, it was still like 
her with everything she's doing was um was, I, I thought was was awesome and i think when we look back on it it'll be like wow like th this is what she did for her people and what she's like doing to these other planets is amazing in both a good and a bad way which again just makes the the ending for her not as strong you good yeah i'm good i'm, I'm back i'm back at it. i feel i feel strong i feel 100 percent so good. You, you, you're talking about darben right and yeah yeah again plan. i i saw i saw you had in your notes that her plan was was terrifying and i i can see that on paper like when, when you think about it like yeah she's literally stealing bodies of water she's stealing oxygen from the atmosphere right the sun eventually but there is not anything in this movie that I would use to, to describe as terrifying. <laughs> no, I mean, that's fair. Like they, they yeah. steal the atmosphere. Maybe all the people, all the, all the, the, the crawl people ended up, uh, you know, dying in that one, but the, they mm -hmm. kind of just leave the water planet and move on from that. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that it's was... just, it, again, it, it felt a little disjointed. So there, there were times where like, yeah, when, when I say like, didn't the, go back to that one at all. Yeah. Cause like there's, there's times where, it just feels like they got to get to a different point in the movie. You know, they, they got to reach certain checkpoints, but they have these certain set pieces that, that occur that kind of take you. There. That's why I feel like it's like, I, I kind of saw this movie in like a compilation. Mm -hmm. No, I can see, I can see what you're going for there. Like, it, like, I mean, we, we heard all the different news and uh, about it. And I think that knowing there's just been, a lot going on with this movie. It makes mm -hmm. sense that there's that a little bit of that feeling. Cause I think there was one moment where I was kind of like, wait, how the hell did this happen? This felt a little, this felt a little like jump from one thing to the next one was a little clunky. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. The uh, the last thing for me is like, I mean, I, I think the, the weight of this movie, like right now it feels like, okay, again, we're talking about it's just, it's just fun, but what happens at the end with like reality and everything like that. And then mm -hmm. Monica Rambeau goes elsewhere and we find out where that is. I, I do think that like something can it has the potential to have something come from this. Obviously, we know we're, what we're getting, some of what we're getting in in Deadpool. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, there's just like you op you opened up another like opportunity for reality to collapse and bring in new characters and all that kind of shit. Right, and then, and then you also have the the Young Avengers uh, kind of starting to get formed there. So you know you got something going on in the cosmic level and the multiversal level, and then this is going to be more the street level uh, advancement of the Young Avengers. Avengers. We'll talk about them in a little bit. Uh, but what do you think aged the worst from this movie? So, I it's Nick Fury, um, and like there's an opportunity here to dig into more with this character, and they did it a little bit with Secret Invasion, where he's got this like trauma from the blip. And I totally get it. And it makes perfect mm -hmm. sense with the character. They went into a secret invasion. That was some of the best stuff they had in secret invasion. And I'm not saying for a character who lost, who had all this control and then lost it. And then is going through, you know, all these different, all this level of trauma. He can't turn into what he is in this movie, but the jump from secret invasion to this. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. There's like, no there's connection. No, Bingo. And like yeah. when, for all the, all the stuff where I say, like, I don't need the connective tissue like you do for the larger MCU stuff for this. It's weird. It yeah, just, make, just make it make sense. You know, that's, that's all we're asking. You could tell that the, the people from secret invasion to the Marvels part of this was probably because the Marvels got pushed back and, and secret invasion did as well. Uh, but there was, there was no communication. And what I hope is that, yeah. And, and I remember this kind of being discussed like in 
episode or, or phase two or phase three, but that there were going to be directors to lead certain parts of like the uh, uh, MCU. So it was like Joss Whedon was one of them. James Gunn was going to be doing like the cosmic stuff. And they would all kind of be giving input to these other directors about their characters and their project projects yeah. so that there could be a cohesive through line. And then you have like almost, you know, think of like a pyramid scheme or whatever uh, with Kevin Feige at the top. You have all of those, you know, cosmic street mutant mm-hmm. multiverse, whatever magic um, all kind of discussing amongst themselves and then sharing that down with all the other writers and producers and everyone else. It makes a lot of sense. And I would, I would love if they had, if they developed a type of system like that, because the- that's what they're doing with like the showrunners. And then that, and when all that news came out about, um, you know, kind of the restructuring of the Disney plus uh, TV shows, like hopefully yeah. that's kind of the step in the direction. Cause as I think more about this, about what's gone on with Nick Fury here, I am also thinking back to what happened with, um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. As much as we both like that movie, um, wh- wh- what was the actor? I mean, the director's the director. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He hadn't watched Wandavision at all. Right. 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 Like, well, I mean, like, how do you not? How? How do you not have like any research? I'm not saying you need to be a comic book fan. I don't give a shit about that. Like, you don't need to love the books. You don't need to love all the movies and shows. But like, how do you not do the, that research? Just, and what just know where we're there? going. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? So that that was um. That that's strange and and yeah to to it shouldn't be Feige who's direct like on top of all of this shit like he needs to have his like generals who he's yeah you gotta have your capos yeah 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 exactly he's the executive he's the editor in chief and then he mm-hmm. should have his managing editors there we go there we go absolutely um, I I was really disappointed with Captain Marvel's character as a, as a whole I know she's kind of unemotional by nature almost like Superman like alien like right. Uh, in a way, maybe doesn't necessarily uh, uh, interact with her fellow humans very well, but it, it just seems like she didn't learn how to work with a team ever after 30 years. So we have Captain Marvel, where she kind of works with a team with Nick Nick Fury, and then she comes back for Infinity War and Endgame and realizes the importance of, of teamwork, where you know the whole universe is pretty much destroyed. And, and then she goes back to being alone. Like I, I don't know. There, it didn't feel like there was that much growth in a 30 year time time span for, you know, this story arc, essentially. It's in, you know, what's interesting. It, it's whenever we, when we're in similar ballparks and gradings on a movie, I find it funny when like, we like it. We, we, we both like we like stuff for the sim, same stuff, but for different mm-hmm. reasons. A lot of time. I actually liked her more in this movie than I did in the, in the other Captain Marvel where she, or, sorry, in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Where I get it. She's like, just figuring her shit out. There's a whole lot going on with her mentally. She's been brainwashed or whatever. Just, I don't, it was, it was kind of hard to, it was more about the plot than it was about her in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. it's, yes, she's a hard ass, but I don't, I like that. Like a female character that's a hard ass. It's not, that can be a bit difficult. And I, but then I see her guard kind of let down with Miss Marvel um, as much. And then there's like a level mm-hmm. of like awkwardness with Monica, which like, I get it. Like you care. And like, there's, and you, and you love her and there's like a, but there's uncomfortableness there. I felt like this was a lot better for her, but at the same time, I understand like the point that you're making of, of the having worked with the team and seeing how the world ends and blah, all of that. 
that does also um, like I, I get that point as well too. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know, and I, I guess obviously like that's kind of what this whole movie is about, right? In part, is her kind of learning how to be on a team mm. and welcome other people and work with other people, right? And not having to do everything herself. Yeah, I get that that's part of it, but again, it's kind of crazy that it takes place in again 2025 whenever the 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 timeline is in the mcu and it goes all the way back to the marvel and it's still the same character essentially so i i don't know the, that was a little bit there um you hit the nail on the head with nick fury completely out of place with everything um i wasn't crazy about the singing world wasn't crazy about the fill-in and her grill her grill was very off-putting did you notice that she had like some sort of like prosthetic teeth in there that had like a metal sort of thing going on there which there it was always on display it's like she had like diamond veneers huh i feel like i did see it once but i didn't like yeah no i don't i found it distracting for me um where uh where do we go from here uh any unanswerable questions you got a bunch. So the one I'll just throw in here is that um, will Monica Rambeau be involved in Deadpool at all? She has to be right. I mean, yeah. uh, that would, that would make sense. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, but there's, you know, apparently everyone from Taylor Swift is supposed to be in this movie. So I, I don't know how many more you can fit to in the same breath. Right. She, I, I could see her being like a, an important part of the plot. Totally cool with that. Totally mm-hmm. makes sense. Like want to get her back to her reality, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, at the same time, like I need this movie to be about Wolverine and Deadpool primarily, and then all the other X characters who like we we want to see that. I'm not like I. I this is the time of the mutants. Please mm-hmm. make that the primary focus of all this. Right? No, no, no. A- absolutely. I'm with you. Um, who do you think will be on the Young Avengers team? And should mm. the Young Avengers be a movie or a TV show? I, I. I hmm. Who, as for who's going to be on the team, I'm curious. I don't know until the we see the mutants get torn because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I could, if they de-age any characters because we've seen some of that in Marvel before, where like a Cyclops was was it Champions, I think is who he, who he was with. But like some like we have a lot. There's room to to mix mess around with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we could still see Wanda's kids from another reality get thrown into the mix as well. Mm-hmm. Um, as for a movie or show. That's a tough question because part of me thinks it's for a show, but if you make it a movie and then like it, it is a kid's movie through and through, if you market it as that, mm-hmm. that could do really well. Like Spy Kids, something like that, like the, yeah. along those lines. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see that. But I, I think initially I think it's a TV show. That's that's what I say. I, I'm not sure. You know, um, Haley Steinfeld is big, big draw, big, big actor. So, you know, I think her mom, Valani is getting up there, at least, you know, in the terms of the MCU status. Um, but it doesn't really seem like there's a whole lot of, uh, putting asses in seats. And I know that kind of flies in the face with what I was saying before, but yeah. we need to make some actors here, but we're, we're also borderlining on, on the point where with the young Avengers for me personally, where I don't have that childhood connection to that. that mm-hmm. group. So we're, I'm starting to age out of it. So where I don't have, you know, the, the source material that's putting me there. I do want something that's going to put me there, if that right. makes sense. No, it does. But, but think about what I said earlier. Too. At least this is where I, I where I start thinking a movie does make sense. Where I like what were some of the, like one of the biggest movies of the year was Mario. That was a kid's yeah. movie. 
Spider-Verse yeah. was a massive movie as well. And as much as it's for adults, like it's animation. So people automatically think I can take my kids to this movie. Mm-hmm. If you go and I'm not saying turn this into like, you know, it's like little, like Mario was for us as much as it was for kids. And yes, can, yes and no. Yeah. It didn't really have to deal with like a storyline or right previous storylines to if you were to connect it or if this were to live on its own. Yeah. There's a couple of questions that I think you would have to answer for that. Sure. But what I guess I'm trying to get at is this is a way to bring in like that younger audience and then get, yep. get that money where maybe you haven't been getting it in certain spots. No, I hear you. I hear you. It's, it's an interesting question. Um, yeah, it is. Why were the writers or, uh, you know, the other powers that be so against Monica getting a superhero name? You know, I'm really confused by that. It's funny that you call this WandaVision 2.0 in a way because of obviously because of Monica um, mm-hmm. and it, obviously the, the biggest reach of the bunch. But it like that's where it was similar. Like she was never called the Scarlet Witch and then she gets called. the, Scar- the, the, the Yeah, the that's true. That's true. I, I actually didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. But this, they, they write it into it, though, where she's like. You know, like, oh, I got they, they, they kind of joke about it. What's your name? What do you think your name is going to be? I don't know. Like, so they like kind of have like this meta joke there so it's like why why not give her the name i don't i don't understand it yeah i don't i don't interesting yeah um again we, we talked about this already but why didn't they show more of captain marvel's annihilator moniker uh, and her destroying the kree ai i think that would have been very interesting i thought that was a missed opportunity i, I think leading with it would have really mm-hmm. like, leading with it and maybe adding a little more but leading with it would have made it uh more impactful flow better yeah, 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 100%. Um, who had the best performance by a side character? And we got, I think this is just one unit here, the Khan the family as a whole. Yep. 100%. But if you had to break it down. Oh. Uh, I kind of like the dad talking about a retirement fund to the, uh, yeah, the, the, the workers up on the space stations. You know, it's never too late. He's probably the right one. Yeah, and the guy's like, I'm 300 years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably, yeah, I feel like they all had like a moment in, but like mm-hmm. n- not like countless moments. Um, probably, I think the mom was pretty, mom was pretty, they were both, they were all funny about like, where's Kamala, mm-hmm. um, losing their shit about or that. her like speaking in, uh, her native language that she's like gonna kill everyone if, if she doesn't, yeah, come back safely. yeah, yeah that's, that's right. That was, yeah. that was funny. And then, um, what was it? Um, uh, What's, and then the brother was like, "Don't die! Like I don't, I don't, don't, don't die! I don't want to be an only child with just yeah, him. yeah." Oh, and then the mom again, like, yeah, yeah, and the mom was also like, "This would be a nice home to raise a family." That's mm-hmm, a- mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, so that was just Brie Larson moving back in uh, to the Louisiana uh, Maria Rambo's house, right? It seemed like the the, but it seemed like the cons were also moving in there too. That okay? So that was my question. My initial thought was like, "All right, that's, that's where they're living now after their house got destroyed." Yep. But then, like, it kind of felt like like the uh, the mother was going through some boxes, and she was like commenting on Captain Marvel's things. Yeah, it's so were they like... moving her out and then moving the cons in? Like, no, I, I don't know because that the, the we saw that plate right of her and her like uh, husband who um, like that was on the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so like, so it seemed like she was moving back, but maybe they were mm-hmm. moving into like they're all becoming like a. Like a, what do you call it? Uh, a happy family. family. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, who lost the movie? Uh, uh, Darben, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you here. I think just Captain Marvel, Brie Larson is a little bit, little bit bigger 
uh, bigger picture here for me. I think again, taking it, it, she the the role didn't do much for me uh, to again really change my opinion on. It didn't really win me over as as a character. Um, I don't think the the role was really given any favors either by by the writing. I thought she was kind of again a little little stiff. Uh, but I also, again, falling back in her own sequel where Iman Vellani steals the show, um, you know, this was, this felt like, a, like a, we already talked about a Miss Marvel two, uh, more than a Captain Marvel two. And I think some rumors is that, uh, this might be just scuttlebutt. I don't, I don't know who said this. I, I just saw this quickly on Twitter that she might not, she might want out of her contract, uh, at Marvel, I, but I don't know. I could Real just Arthur? be, yeah, I could just be reading misinformation spreading that wildly right now i thought that she said that she was i thought i saw that she was still wanting to do it and then she like stopped herself from... oh yeah okay or maybe maybe i was uh maybe i got got so i don't know yeah who knows yeah it's 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 so hard with like there's so, obviously there's all but it's just, the internet's crazy in general but when it comes to like brie larson as captain marvel she catches so many yeah so much, yeah like, absolutely just... but i think this almost feels like a like a Mac Jones situation. I think a lot of people failed her <laughs> in this. So it's like, uh, and I'm not sure if the, the relate, like her being in that role can continue on and, and having it be successful for her or for Marvel at this point. I think it's almost like, uh, I think you got to kind of shelf the character for a little bit or yeah. have her come in like, like Endgame. Yeah. You know, where um... there's everyone else. And then she kind of comes in at the, at the last moment. Yeah, it's she's. I mean, she caught some bad luck with this one. And then obviously with the first one, there was just so much like toxicity around it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I because I, I I thought I again I liked I know I there were this was obviously not a perfect movie. Um, there was definitely flaws with how they wrote and what that where they some of the stuff they did with the characters. Like it was more about the the writing of the plot. I would say. But I liked how she she evolved, and I think putting her with Amon Vellani again mm-hmm. could do well. But it's yeah, it, obviously they're in such an odd phase right now. So again, but not. can you ask like, yeah, you know, how how much did Wes Welker want to hang out with Julian Edelman? You know, like that's kind of what you're asking there. I mean, that's I guess that's true. I guess that is. I, I don't know if they look at it the same way as as athletes do, but you know, that's like I feel like that's kind of comparable. Like, this is gonna be the person who's gonna be yeah know, slowly taking you over in your sequel and then maybe taking over your role uh you know just overall no that's a fair point that's a fair point i mean it's a, it's a, it's not an easy situation there so we'll see how that all plays out um who won the movie i think we're in agreement uh the of the aforementioned kamala khan aman Vellani. Yeah, specifically Amon Vellani. I think she she, she did like a, she like the press tour that she's done, like the little bit she's done with all this. Well, that's done. that's what I'm saying, and that's what's getting clips, and that's what's getting replayed and retweets and everything like that. Like I, I don't really see Brie Larson. I th- I I think she was on with Loki, uh, Tom Hiddleston, right after the writer's strike on one of the uh, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel late oh. night shows. But that was again, it was on the heels of Tom Hiddleston's Loki season two ending. So everyone kind of knew what that was and wanted to talk about it. And then you had the Marvels kind of, that wasn't out yet that they were also promoting. So she was even like couched with someone else, you know, on to promote her own movie. And then Amon Vellani's kind of going out, stealing the show on her own with all these, with all this stuff. By the way, if I'm not mistaken, I, I forgot. I knew it was scratching at my brain earlier. I'm pretty sure Darben, um, 
Zoe Ashton. I think she's Tom with, Hiddleston's yeah. girlfriend, wife, fiance, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. So I, I, I remember finding that out. Well, that's didn't know that. Um, so that's interesting, but yeah, it's Iman Vellani. Yeah. Like, like obviously a big win for Kamala Khan too, but it's Iman Vellani specifically. I think she comes out really well in all this. Absolutely here. So that's the, uh, the Marvel's exit survey. Uh, Nick gave it an 84. I gave it a 79. That's a CMM aggregate score of 81 and a half. Good for 33rd and our CMM MCU rankings out of 43 properties. So pretty interesting stuff there, but, uh, go check it out. If you haven't in theaters, it might be out soon. Yeah, it might be out of the theater soon, depending on how it's doing. So go see it mm. while you can, uh, Nick, and go get your tickets while you can, because the train is leaving the station, ladies and gentlemen. I just got to find the sounder right here. <laughs> Choo-choo, bitches. All right, what'd you do this weekend, Nick? What'd you watch? I feel like I, I, this happens to me all the time, but I watched a few different things for sure. I've actually been trying to still working on finishing off The Walking Dead. We're almost there. Okay. Um, which it looks like that the new uh, Rick and um, Michonne show is going to be coming out uh, starting in February. So very excited mm. for that. Um, but finally watched The the Nun 2, which came out September this October. Um, and it, I remember seeing it was doing well on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that with Rock- Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it's not. no, no, uh, close, sister though. act. Damn it. Ah, uh, so you, you, you know what? Though? I, yeah. I mix those two up all the time. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. sets up for a third nun movie, which makes sense because we've seen this character. It's, it's all part of the conjuring franchise. We, I, if I'm not mistaken, met this like demonic figure that has taken on the appearance of a nun. Uh, we mm. saw her first in, in the second conjuring movie. And then she started getting her own spinoff origin series. This is like um, the devil may wear my face. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it kind of mm-hmm. is. Um, yeah. I thought the first one was the first one wasn't good. The first one, but I was like this, you know, I'm, I, I like the conjuring franchise. So I'll give it a look. Um, second. And then the, the second one also was getting good reviews under like this. This was good. It was a solid horror movie sets up for something interesting in the third with the Warrens going to get thrown in the mix. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed it. I would. I didn't think about grading wise, but probably like a low B range for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like it. What are you? Uh, we had the uh, the Cape Cod Baseball League Hall of Fame induction ceremony over the weekend here. So I, I've been oh. uh, over the last few months. I've accepted a position with the Born Braves as uh, the public relations chair. I'm on the board of directors. What? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. It's, it's really, I'm just doing social media. It's like not really anything. Uh, that's crazy. But it sounds like uh, so it sounds cool. nice. So, yeah. So uh, we had our 2013 alum. Did you play in 2013? Uh, I did. I did. Yeah. Did you play against Born Max Pentecost, the MVP of the league? Uh, oh, yeah. I Kennesaw know State. Yeah, yeah. I um, I played with a bunch of Kennesaw guys. I did not play. Mm-hmm. Um, no, when I was there, I played to it five times. That was. Oh, it. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he was getting inducted uh, along with uh, Lance Berkman uh, was, was in his class, but they also had Billy Wagner there uh, for oh. a 2022 inductee. But because of COVID, he couldn't be down there, so he also got his speech. He was inducted by Peter Gammon. So uh, oh, we had yeah. a nice event down uh down a little further in the Cape there in Harwich at. Uh, the Waquasset Club, nice little brunch and ceremony. So uh, I'll be I'll be rubbing elbows. I'm a, I'm a member of the board now. If they win this year, the the Braves are back to back champions 
they win this year, uh, I'll get a ring. Dude, that's that's really cool. Uh, I'll get a ring. That is really cool. Um, what the hell was I gonna say? Oh, I saw a video recently of Berkman. Like, I think he played at Rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw insane. that exact same thing. Insane college stats, right? Oh my god! Now look, those were the those were the the bats that like we grew up using mm-hmm. and they went away right when I went to college. Thank heavens. But like they, those <laughs> things were insane. Like, and that's just, I mean, I, I couldn't believe those numbers. Like he had like 40 home runs like in college. Like yeah. even, even back then I'm like, well, what that is. So he was, he was, yeah, he nuts. was hitting like 400, 40 home runs, hundred RBIs had like a 2000 OPS. It was like crazy, just mm-hmm. absurd Babe Ruth numbers. Yeah. Kennesaw State, though I haven't heard I haven't heard that one in a while. They, I played with. I oh, think, he's a good guy. He was the eleventh overall pick. Didn't pan out. No, uh, but, but he um, was a good good catcher. I think I played with two Kennesaw guys, and there's also a guy from Massachusetts who's my age who went, who I worked out with went to Kennesaw. All of them got uh, drafted in some capacity. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyways, so yeah, cool. Yeah, That's very, cool stuff. Very cool thing. So yeah, if you want a little, um, you know, come down to the Cape League, you know, we'll watch a little baseball. Let me mm. know. I can. See, the tickets are free, but I can get you a good spot. <laughs> Thanks. It's a nonprofit organization. Yeah, look at that, everybody. Go support nonprofits, your favorite nonprofit, the Born Braves. Yeah, go see the stars of tomorrow today. Um, but yeah, that's so that's that's what I did. It was a busy, busy weekend there, but that was it was a good a good event. Um awesome. but that's it. That's it for the show. Next week, next week, Nick, what do we got? Uh, I actually don't know. We'll have to I have no idea. We'll, we'll discuss this off air, but at the very least, we'll be back at the same bat time, the same bat place as always. 